0: Hey, this is Kate, and you're tuned into The Wow Factor, as we talk with passionate guests who shed light on all things wellness. Join our conversations to find inspiration to live well, be well, and discover your wealth of wellness. Joining me today is Allison Grip, or Allison G. Fargy's Yogi. Her mission is to help students in her community nurture their body, mind, and spirit by clearly and compassionately guiding them through yoga practices that are unique, skillful, and enjoyable. To Allison, yoga is community. In a quote from her community page, Allison states, when a like-minded group of individuals arrive for class with a common intention to better themselves or deepen their practice, magic happens. All of a sudden, a room that was once empty is filled with positive energy, deep breathing, movement and indescribable good feelings. Without fully understanding why the practice cultivates such good vibes, a community naturally is formed. I've met some of my best friends, students and clients all on the mat. I've watched people let go of trauma, release stress and cultivate appreciation for their body, mind and spirit. There's nothing more rewarding than hearing feedback in a large group. Yoga is accepting and sometimes therapeutic. You may be able to take away a lesson from another person's experience without ever having to emit the same feeling in your own practice. Everyone experiences yoga differently. Say you attend the same class every week. The practice should feel very different each time. That's the beauty of practice and why we continue to practice. You never know what you'll learn, who you'll meet, or what you'll take away, but I can guarantee there's always community and instructor willing to meet you where you're at, just like the practice itself. Welcome to the show, Allison, that's gorgeous. <laughs> thank
1: you, Now, thank you for inviting me on your show, Kayla. This is really fun and thank you for reading my bio too. I it sounded way nicer coming out of your mouth versus when I was writing it. So that was beautiful. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, isn't it fun sometimes to hear something like hear it from, or see it from a different perspective than kind of in our, in our self bubbles that we kind of create when we're writing or when we're doing something just to get it done. And then you look back a little while later or hear it from another perspective. It's like, wow, that's, really you can like learn something from your from your own words I feel like sometimes
1: oh yeah there is um audios I've created like three years ago talking about yoga or personal development and when I re listen to myself even talking about those things I'm like wow I knew that I <laughs> I shared that um so yeah I I think lessons are always great to relearn and that- like you mentioned perception too, sometimes it just takes a little um, flip or a different point of view um, to hear things differently and take new things away.
0: That's so true. And Alison, can you tell us before we dive in deep? Cause I know you and I like to talk and we be pretty quick. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, Yes, of course I can. So um, my name is Allison Grip. I live in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am a yoga instructor. I became a yoga instructor a little over a year ago, and I have my 235-hour certification. Um, I've taught at different places across the FM area, including Anytime Fitness, NDSU, Fly a Fitness Revolution, which is located downtown Fargo. That's where I'm at now. Um, And I'm starting to teach at a chiropractic clinic, too, called Balance Chiropractic. So I'm working more on that therapeutic side of helping patients. Um, But yoga is my absolute passion. I wish I would have found it earlier um, in like my childhood and youth, but I've been practicing for now about the last four years. And at 24 years old, I feel gifted to have learned a lot from some amazing teachers. And I am so honored to be able to be a yoga teacher in this incredible community, like you mentioned in my the bio that you read yoga has brought me close to so many people, but also closer to myself. It's just um, it's just an incredible thing, and like I said, I'm just so grateful I get to share it with everyone <laughs> and talk about it on here.
0: <laughs> I love that, and you know, I've I've taken a few of your classes, and I do feel that passion. I love your I love how real you are. I love how relatable you are in your classes, and I love that you can you know, you meet people, like you meet your students where they're at. Like some people may be their first time. Some people may be trying to heal after an accident. Some people may be just trying to find a sense of peace or maybe a little bit of weight loss. And I love how no matter who walks into your class, you treat everybody amazingly and equally. And you just, and you just break it, you break down the moves you, you know, and you're human about it. And I just that's so that's so needed right now I feel like especially in in today's day and age where it seems like there's a lot of a lot going on it's just nice to sit down in your class and just find that peace for that hour and give give like myself or whoever is there give that person that peace and that safe space for an hour so I can see why you're passionate for sure
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's um, a very outward focused um, service teaching yoga. And so I am, I'm so glad to hear that that was your experience because that's the energy that I tried to cultivate in every room is this energy of acceptance and appreciation Um, We live in a society where we're so quick to judge, you know, we hear the quote like judge a book by its cover When somebody walks into my classroom, I can see that they're human just like me, but I don't know their story I don't know what they've gone through. I don't know how their body feels today. You can only feel for yourself So I never know how somebody's body feels when they arrive on the mat Um, and so as a teacher I like to share vulnerable moments I've had myself on the mat to make people feel comfortable. Um, I can obviously read the skill level of the classroom and be able to um, design a practice for the skill level I have in front of me. But most importantly, I just try to emit the feeling that no matter what skill level you're at, you're accepted here, you're perfect. Your yoga practice is going to meet you where you're at. And everyone can practice yoga. It's the Uh, It comes back down to the breath. And as long as you're breathing, you can practice yoga is what I like to tell people. So I, like I said, it means so much for me to hear you say that because we need more safe places where we can feel accepted and loved and appreciated. And that's all I want when people walk into the studio or the room to practice with me.
0: That's, that's, and that's definitely what I feel too, when I walk in and I feel like you know, it's just creating that safe space is just something that's so important right now, because, you know, lately, I have you know, this whole month, I've been really focusing on wellness in a sense of de-stressing, lowering anxiety. And I feel like yoga is a place where I've, I know I've walked into practice and walked out like a completely different person in a sense of just finding that sense of calm, even if it's, Even if it's like the three minutes at the end of of rest time or is it Shavasana? Yes, you got it. (laughs) Of the Shavasana moment. Or even if it's like getting getting like a stretch that I know my body was really needing from like doing a run or, or like being active or just something that's in pain. To just find that peace in my body, mind, and spirit, all encompassing has been... It's like I, I kind of crave it right now. I actually haven't been to a yoga class in a while, and I'm kind of like, you know, you can feel it. You're like, I could use that sense of calm and peace. So...
1: Right. It's, well, especially right now too, like I could go off of what you just said in so many directions. So I'll try (laughs) to like bring it on in. But like you said, like creating that safe space is so important right now. I mean, during this whole like COVID, like living at home, a lot of our homes have become one run over by our children. If they came home too early, Um, our home office, so our place that's usually our sanctuary to arrive in peace at at the end of our busy workday is now our office space. So it's been even more difficult for people to be able to find calm at home because at home has turned into a place where multiple things are happening and occurring every single day. So I'm so grateful, one, that I was able to teach live classes during COVID for people that could practice at home, but also um, be back in the studios because I know and I can tell when people come in that they just need that hour to be away, be in a safe space and environment, um, to be able to let go and go inward. And as a teacher, I'm the observer of the students practicing in the guide but what I've observed from teaching classes is the mood difference when people leave that room. It's, it's a night and day difference. I've seen women that come in stressed out, telling me about their day and they leave silent, absolutely at peace. Mm -hmm. Um, And the best yoga classes I've gone to, that's how you feel. You walk in and you're thinking, Oh, I need to let go. Or are you even stressed about like letting go and (laughs) stress about like being present and connecting with your breath. And by the end, Um, if it's a great yoga class and the teacher has led you through a proper class you will leave feeling that calm and ease and it's a practice I tell people too so if you don't ever feel that way the first or second time that's okay it's taken me four years (laughs) to really find a deep sense of relaxation in a yoga class.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember even like there's times like even now I, str- you know, I, I'll struggle through a class or like sometimes I'll be like in, in when I'm supposed to be relaxing, my mind's going a mile a minute, but in the end of it all, it's like, it is, it's just like anything. It's that consistency. It's that just continue and just create that practice and, and soon and not like you'll, you'll, you'll have this aha moment. I feel like as a student, you probably read this on your students, <laughs> When they have a breakthrough or they're like, I got on a, I was breathing all the way through this class and I was conscious of it or I was able to meditate or I was able to let go of a, a certain, like if a tendon was giving them trouble or if a ligament like was giving them trouble, they were able to release that. Or like how does it feel as an instructor when your students come to you with those kind of wins?
1: Um, it reminds me of why I'm doing what I'm doing, of being of service to others. Um, there was one example I'd, I'd like to share, if that's okay, um, that really filled my cup. So my old principal in high school came to a few of my yoga classes, and um, he was super like stressed out about work Like when he came in, and he had never taken yoga before. So one I feel like males for some reason are more resistant to yoga. And two, like he came in not knowing what he was getting himself into, but he wanted to try it to release stress. And after class, of course, he came up to me and I'm like, how do you like class today? Like, how was your experience? And he told me he had never felt that at peace in four years. And that blew my mind that he had not found that sense of relaxation or ease in four years. And so as a yoga teacher, I'm just reminded that that's why I do what I do. That's why I study. That's why I work. That's why I show up on my mat every single day to lead a class is so people can leave and have those experiences. And I'll be perfectly honest. Like you mentioned the struggles and the things that happen like on your mat and like some of the poses, like I fall out of poses all the time and it can be kind of frustrating. (laughs) That's the, that's like the beauty of the practice and why you cultivate so much gratitude and appreciation for your body is because as you learn and grow, you look back at those moments and you're Mm -hmm. like, wow, I've come so far. Or you look at those moments and you laugh because you're like, wow, my body was capable of falling out of something like that. That's miraculous and crazy. And um, I just like learned to like take all the struggle, all the chaos that happens on the mat sometimes and just learn to really just soak it in for what it is because you can't change it. So you might as well love it kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I want my students to feel like too. And so, when we practice balance poses in a room, like, because balance poses are difficult, it takes a lot of strength to hold balance poses. It's also testing your focus as well. Um, so, it can be really challenging. But when people fall into balance poses, I always try to create this fun energy in the room, whether people feel that or not. But I try. Um, and I try to just like tell people to laugh through it, smile through it, versus being hard on ourselves and working harder and pushing ourselves because. get enough of that in group fitness classes which is awesome like amazing workouts but that's not what yoga is
0: Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that too because that is true you know the inner voice you know I've talked about this on the air before and I named mine because I needed to bring some humor to her she (laughs) is she's a beast um her name is Bertha and I, I, like, I always apologize <laughs> anybody's name is birth out there and you're like a loving grandma or whoever you are. I, <laughs> if it's a family name. I apologize, but it just, I name, I name my, you know, I name my stuff because, and I name that voice because it makes it, I can put her in a place like, you know, it's like that voice that it, it's really, it's good to be, anal, it's like good to be self critical in a way but then there's a line. And that line for me is, um, when Kayla becomes Bertha (laughs) and I, you know, it's like, so that, that voice can be really, really mean. So I'm sure you feel the same now. How is like, is there a way that you utilize your yoga practice to kind of ease that voice? Um, like as an instructor, what are some of your key tips and tricks on how to, maybe curtail that inner voice a little bit.
1: I love that you mentioned the inner voice because I myself totally have that inner voice too. Even as a peaceful instructor, I'm still a human. Like there's that humanness in all of us and in this humanness becomes this little voice in the back of our head that likes to criticize ourselves. And so it's normal. It's a part of living, it's a part of life. So quieting that voice is the whole purpose and practice of yoga. It's to tap in to the mind, the heart, the body and the spirit. And that doesn't mean that voice. So um, there's tips and tricks and many different tips and tricks will work for different people. But the most utilized one in yoga is the breath. And um, so usually the first like five to 10 minutes in my yoga class, I focus on what's called pranayama, which is breath work. And there's different breathing exercises. I mean, there's anything from bumblebee breath where you put your thumbs in your ears and you do a soft humming through your mouth. And then it sounds like a bumblebee buzzing in your ears. And it actually helps soothe anxiety and anxious thoughts. That's one I absolutely love to do. Um, There's another one that helps you really connect to your body. So sometimes people can't connect with their breath because their mind is racing And so they tried to add a little bit of physical movement. So you can just inhale and bring your arms up to your shoulders, and exhale, bring them back down. And you move with your breath so there's more connectivity. Um, So pranayama is the foundation to being present, releasing that voice, and just being in the moment in as much silence and peace as you choose.
0: That's really cool. And I I think I've tried a couple different the pranayama uh, technique's one where you you will like um actually plug one nostril and breathe through one and then plug the other one I, yes. I can't,
1: yeah is that right <laughs> yeah it's 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 called um alternate nostril breathing or nadi shodhana is the yoga term for it um mm. but yeah that's a really great one because the nadi's actually are an energy channel like to your mind and so when you unlock this energy center around your nadis
0: Mm-hmm. their nose,
1: um, basically just helps clear the mind and create a clear space for the mind to be in. So,
0: yeah,
1: um, I did alternate nostril breathing when I was in an airplane because I was having anxiety and let me tell you, it, <laughs> it helped me so much. I probably would have been sick on the airplane if I was, didn't know how to alternate nostril breathe or do audio. Oh,
0: so <laughs> I wish I would have done that on when I was going over once to South Africa. And you're like, that's a long flight. And you're in the (laughs) Atlantic. And I had a panic attack in the middle of the Atlantic. And it was, I ended up, I I just took a magnesium just to kind of calm my nerves. But if I would have had that practice, it would have probably. Because it's, you know, it really ties into into your physical body. Because when we breathe a short breath, or if we breathe like very quick breaths, And very short and very um, almost like hyperventilating, we can actually almost cause a panic attack by physically doing that. So if we're unconsciously, say we're in traffic or running late or getting ready for a big meeting, I could see why if the breath isn't worked on properly, it can actually be partially responsible for inducing some of these anxiety, you know, disorder or not disorders with these anxiety issues or these anxieties before we enter into something. So if we can control the breath, we could probably help reduce some of those symptoms as we go into something high stressful.
1: Oh, for sure. Because Um, Yeah. If you've ever had an anxiety attack or the panic attack, like you're mentioning, like I had one of those when I was on the airplane too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. my breath became extremely shallow. It became, it was all in my chest. Like I feel like my chest was collapsing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that feeling is basically a fight or flight mechanism that your body is telling you that like, you're not in a safe place. You need to take better care of yourself. And the thing is like, our bodies only know so much. So usually we can be in a safe place, but if our mind is racing, our breath is gonna follow. So that's kind of the reason why we practice yoga and why it's a practice, because your practice carries into your life and the skills that you learn on your mat carry into your everyday. That's why I think a lot of people find that their stress levels are reduced or that they feel less anxiety or they feel more at ease after they practice yoga Is because we deepen that breath and we take those moments for ourselves to take deep breaths. Um, A lot of the times during our day, when do you ever sit down and say, I just need to take three deep breaths to reset. Never. (laughs) But it's what we all need to do. And it only takes three deep breaths. But if you're thinking about taking deep belly breaths for a whole hour on your mat and moving your energy physically on the mat, I mean, you're creating such a good body and mind and energy to be in, um, that you can basically, um, feel as good as you want to after that. But I believe, I also believe that like, um, you know, when you'd go to like group fitness classes and those endorphins start going and your heart rates up and like a cardio class, like you and I both love like psycho and Mm. hit classes. Like I, I love yoga too, but trust me, I love like the high intensity cardio. But um, a lot of runners will say that they like to run because they like to let go of things that are in their head, or they like they find it like uh, they find ease in it. They feel like they can let go of stress and anxieties when they run, and it's because they're learning how to create shallow breathing and control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we have a panic attack, we don't control that breath. That breath just comes in and it becomes shallow and heavy. But when you're running and your breath is still pretty shallow as you're running and your heart beats up, you're learning to control that breath. So when a panic attack occurs or your mind starts to race, you've already learned how to control your breath so well because you've been doing it on purpose, actually taking action to create that feeling in your body when you run. that when it shows up again, you're not as scared, your body's not as scared and you have more control over it. So not only do the endorphins help you, but learning how to control that breath in general and work out and exercise and learn how to be with your breath when it's heavy and go through those hard times can just make you feel so much better in the long run. And that's why I think physical movement, not just yoga, but exercise in general is so great for your mind and body.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It's, it's interesting that you mentioned running because, um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm a big cardio junkie. I, I like to do a lot of different workouts and recently, you know, with kind of COVID and everything going on, a girlfriend and I, um, decided to train for a 10 K together and it's been, so it started you know, I've done run two or three miles here and there or a mile warm up. And like, that's kind of, I have ran, but you know, having her as a, as a partner had really pushed me is pushing me out of that comfort zone. And that's so true what you say, because I was always a person, I was like, I will never run more than three miles. I just can't do it. I'm not built for it. And Allison, like last Friday, six miles, we got six miles. I saw that
1: you have been killing it with your running. And it's so good to have like a partner, like accountability partner there for Mm -hmm. you too, to like inspire you to like make it and push yourself. But it had to felt super good, like physically, like I mean, from a breath standpoint, like it probably felt amazing to be able to be in control and prove to yourself that you could do it.
0: It was incredible. And it really was just showing me because she's been, we text each other. It's three days a week it is all about that repetition and like there's and keeping things really, really simple. It's, it's not about adding all the things. It's about doing something continuously bit by bit every day or every other day or whenever you practice, whether it be running yoga hits, or even things outside of workouts. Like if you're studying for something and like creating those little healthy habits is, such a good thing because then in the long run when you need those skills they're there for you they're there you've learned them you don't have to think about the like you said you know it's not like because it's like it feels abnormal to think about just oh just breathe oh well that's just too simple people would say but it's like well that's the beauty we are actually built with a lot of the things we're equipped as human beings with what we need and a lot of people we we reach for more and more and more when really we just, if we think about the simple things like breath work or hitting the pavement or just taking stillness, that's what we really, really
1: need. Oh gosh. I couldn't, I couldn't agree <laughs> with you more. I love this conversation. I feel like I'm like, yes, I love this. And oh yes, I agree. <laughs> um, Cause I really do. Uh um, That's something I really learned in the last year as I've really deepened my yoga practice. Um, Trust me, yoga teacher training taught me so much um, that I've been able to apply a bunch of new things this whole entire year because I just had this toolbox filled with all these things to try. Um, But I used to be super big into personal development. So... um, some of you that are listening to this podcast may have even watched some of the videos if you have followed me that I've made in the past. And I used to read books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, learning about the law of attraction. And just like I just read a lot of different books. But I always looked outward for solutions. I always looked for a mentor to tell me what I needed to do better. I always looked for for another book to teach me another lesson on how I should feel and what I should try. And I kept going outward, 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 outward. Mm -hmm. And I realized after this year that I needed to go inward and take time for myself and let myself breathe and feel and feel and feel and feel all the good, all the bad, Mm -hmm. everything. I needed to just take moments for myself and stop trying to find an outward solution to fix who I am and what I'm going through. And that has been the biggest blessing for me this entire year is that I've learned how to go inward versus searching outward um, because you're always going to find more personal development. You're always going to find gurus. And, you know, I, I love listening to podcasts and like getting inspiration from people and hearing real stories that have worked for real people. Because sometimes when you're investing in these audios or these tapes or these books some of the people that are writing this stuff haven't actually had results or they have ghostwriters for example a lot of like um, the presidents their books were written by ghostwriters like the presidents never even like read their books that they have out so i've found out that looking for people that have had real life experiences and connecting with those people and learning from them has the most been the most beneficial And then showing up for myself on my mat and giving myself time to go inward has taught me more than any book ever will.
0: It's incredible that you, you know, you're saying that, and I'm kind of on a personal journey myself right now too, um, in reconnecting with, you know, with, with my faith. And I'm such a, not a more, more, more person, but I'm such a, I like to try new things. I get really excited. I mean, my, my handle on Instagram is Kayla does obviously. <laughs> I like to, do, I like to try new things, but recently I've been overwhelmed because I'm just thinking about, okay, granted, all of these things are great. It's so much fun. It's, I feel like I need to focus. I need to really kind of slow down a bit, simplify a bit. Cause it gets overwhelming. You know, I want to I, and then I feel like I'm letting people down because I've signed up for so many different things. And that for me has been a struggle. And I started a, a new book that is, it's especially for now with everything just kind of at a different pace in life, whether for some people it's slowing down and some people it's speeding up. It's, it's definitely, I feel like every, almost every single person in this world has felt a world shift in the last couple of months In a multi. Oh, yeah ways um so i started reading it's called sacred pace and it's it's a faith-based book about like just rebuilding that communication with your creator and letting him guide you and it's because i'm doing a really crappy job of guiding myself i'm not gonna (laughs) lie (laughs) lately (laughs) i am Oh, we're human. We're
1: human, Kayla. We're human. It's what we do. We think we know it all, but we don't. <laughs> so
0: cute. And this book, somebody recommended it to me. You know, during COVID, and I was like, you know what? I think this is really meaningful right now because, like, both my husband and I are gearing up for some shifts, some big shifts, as we all are in our lives. And it's again, it's about just getting simple, simplifying, like writing, journaling, praying. These things that we're always like, oh, there's like all these big answers. We could take a pill for that. We could do this. We could read a book for that. It's like, but let's just, let's just breathe. Let's, let's create some space and whatever that looks like for you or for listeners, create that space. Give yourself that. You deserve that. You don't have to be constantly go, go, go. And now is a good time, like better than ever to just take a breath, to take a breath, whatever that looks like for you. And, and that's the amazing thing about it. That's why I love this conversation because right. you're, you're giving some ideas for skill building and for, for people to kind of find their sense of self through their breath work or through their running or through their prayer or whatever it is. But just to give yourself that freedom to do that, that okay button that you don't have to be on all the time. You can take time for yourself and refill your cup.
1: Right. And everybody connects to themselves or their deepest selves in different ways. And that's why when I talk about yoga and I talk about running and I talk about prayer and meditation, um, everybody connects differently. There are certain yoga teachers that can connect with me, but I'll bring a friend to a class and my friend won't feel that um, that same deep connection that i felt in the yoga room it's because we all react differently because we've all gone through different things we all feel differently when we show up like i mentioned before um so we all take away different things and i think It's like everybody takes away something different. Everybody connects differently to their inner self. And for me, it's yoga. It's been like the best tool. But for you, it may not be. I know a lot of people that go to those like group fitness classes that feel a sense of community and connection. And they give themselves their hour a day to take a break and get away. I know people that connect through prayer. And for myself, this last year, I've really tapped into what I called my God source. Mm -hmm. Um, I tap into... God and faith and without complexing anything when things get tough or I feel alone or I feel a space of emptiness or a void in my life somewhere I try to tap into what is like God in my life and what I define that as and I give him the reins and say you can lead the way for a sec I'll take action on what I can but I have faith that the things I take action on you have my back and that things will work out for me. Mm-hmm. and um and that is so simple to do but um but we have a mind that's so complex and likes to overcomplicate things that sometimes even defining what our faith is can cause anxiety depending on how we're raised and growing and so mm-hmm. for a lot of people i just say have faith and whatever that is to you connect with it whatever that spirit is to you connect with it because we'll all connect differently we'll all define it differently But at the end of the day, I think majority of us have some outlet that we can connect to our spirit or our um, spiritual self. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And yeah, like I said, it looks a little, it looks a little different to everybody. I mean, some people just like to drink their coffee in the morning and sit in the quiet and that's their connection to their spirit. You know, like I, there's the old ladies, that's where that drinking their beer every night is like their evening ritual, you know, and why they've lived so long. Like, people connect differently. And I'm not here to say anything is wrong or right. So um, I think it really all comes down to feeling really good. And for me, tapping into God, source energy feels really good, especially when my mind is so complex and overthinking things.
0: That's such a good way to put it. It's like, you know, the multifaceted, multi, you know, it's like, everybody is a different walk of life. And it looks like, that path looks so different for every individual. And the beauty of it too is like the shifting and changing. And like for me, I'm in a season of running. I'm in a season of learning a new skill, taking the setbacks of it, taking the growth of it, connecting with my friend, my, my accountability partner through it, and, and just trying something that I've always said no to. And seeing a different, like, I kind of latched on to her perspective of it. I kind of used that energy that she was creating to kind of manifest within me. And I feel like that's a really good, like, when you can make those really good friendships as well, like, you know, we're, we communicate in the, like, we were talking about self and spirituality, but then sometimes, like, friendships is where you can learn a new skill. Like, for me, I'm very very unlikely just sit down and read a book in terms of like study something but if I can connect with somebody and have an accountability partner or like I'm more likely to hone in on that skill and like you can conquer so many different things by just surrounding yourself with really like kick-butt people and people that can you know grow with you right and that's like That's like
1: the coolest part about yoga for me too is like when you like learn more about yourself and you feel really good in your own body, your energy changes. And why I talk so much about energy is because our bodies are literally transmitting energy all the time. We're like a radio. We let off frequencies all the time. That's why when you're around somebody who's negative or somebody who that's just off, you feel that gut feeling that's like, no, I shouldn't be here. No, this isn't right. And you you flee. Um, Because our bodies are constantly emitting energy. And so when you're letting off those frequencies, you're naturally going to attract people who are feeling just as good as you are. And so that's a cool thing about going more inward to yourself. Like for you, Kayla, like you were feeling really good running, manifested an amazing friendship with somebody who supports you, loves you, wants to work on that because you've been doing those things and you've been emitting the frequency that I want to do this. You just connect. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing this last year, too. I have made the most amazing friends since I started going inward and learning more about myself and learning how to feel good or feel a little bit better than I already do all the time. Like I said, if I feel bad, I tap into God to feel better. If I feel kind of gross, I get up on my mat and I move my energy. Like. you you should always be working on raising your vibration so you can create all these amazing friendships um, that you grow from. And I'm like you, like I love friends that I can sit with and like we both learn from each other and we can have deep conversations. Like I love conversations with you because I feel like we always bring something to the table to take away from one another. And that may not be what everybody wants in a friendship, but for me that's definitely something I've wanted to create and cultivate and I've been able to attract because that's the frequency I'm constantly putting out is that I want friends who support, love me and in return do the same exact thing for them.
0: That's so oh. so true. I just love it. feels. <laughs> this is such a joy to have this conversation and just to sit down and like kind of pick your brain as not only a yoga instructor, but someone who's practicing, you know, positive self growth and positivity towards others and encouraging others to grow And sometimes that sometimes those growth growth is baby steps and sometimes they're leaps. Sometimes they're, sometimes they, they, (laughs) it's like, it's this forced upon you. You're like, well, I got to do this thing now and you have to like push really far out of your comfort zone. That's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) No, it's crazy how, um, the unexpected things in life will like come into your experience to push you. But the thing is like the universe is ready for you to go that extra mile. That's what I tell myself when moments of contrast, that's what I call them moments of contrast show up where I am resistant to do something. I remember it's just a moment of contrast. I'm either going to overcome it or I'm going to let it defeat me, but I never let it defeat me because I'm still living and I'm still strong and it's going to be there Forever as long as I overcome it. So yeah, sometimes it's baby steps to climb up that mountain. Sometimes it's huge steps because I'm ready to climb that mountain and take the leap. Um, But it all depends. It all depends. And it's it's so unexpected but expected because when you're so in alignment, it's funny how things just begin to work out for you and you can almost see the light at the end of the tunnel. So there's so many unexpected moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to overcome this. But then there's so many expected moments where you're like, oh my God, I've been wanting to attract this forever. And now it's right in front of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. They say, you know, when you knock um, and you seek and you knock and doors will be there and doors will open. And, and sometimes it's closing, you know, it's closing toxic doors or closing doors that aren't serving you anymore, or you're moved on from those doors. And sometimes it's hard to close those doors, but when you close them, there's always one on the, there's always one, like, like moments later, like you can always trust another one will be open for you. And sometimes it's like, it is a better door. It's just, we don't see, we don't know what that door is right away. So we're kind of reluctant to, to take that leap. Right. That so, yeah.
1: Cause like you can look, you can look back in your past and I'm sure you can find a moment where you're like. I didn't die. I didn't feel good during that time, but I didn't die. But look at what I came because I went through that, that like, look at me now, look at the things I've overcome, look at the person I have turned into. I mean, anybody who's on this experience of growth can look back and see those moments of contrast and see where they are today and how they overcame them. And so now I feel like letting go, I actually just posted this on my Instagram today um, about how I look at letting go as more of a thankful experience versus an empty experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you think of letting go, a lot of people are like, I'm going to be so alone. I'm going to feel so empty. I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm letting go of something that I've been attached to for so long. It's made me. And when I look at is that there are really no attachments in this human life. Like you literally were born here with your body, your mind, and your soul, and that's about it. So there shouldn't be any attachments, even though we attach ourselves to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love my cat, like we have an attachment. Like I obviously care for her more than anything. You know what I mean? Like natural attachments occurs when we love people and love our families and whatnot. But um, where I'm getting at is that things are meant to change. You are meant to evolve. And if you can let go of things that you're holding on to that are especially not serving you, but let go and be thankful so you don't feel empty. I mean, I can look back and I'm thankful for the tears I've cried, I can the laughs I've had, the places I've traveled to, the things I've experienced. And when I look at those things, I know that I've become – I've taken one step closer to the woman I've always wanted to become Mm -hmm. and what my purpose is. And so letting go is kind of this, it's kind of, it's a less empty experience than it should be. It's actually a really fulfilling experience when you know that you are letting go so you can create space to let more amazing things in. Um, So I just feel like overwhelm comes from having too much bottled on top of you you need to let go of some of those things. You can create space to either one, just find balance or let, or create space to just let in new. And um, yeah. And when you have so much faith that good things are coming your way, you you will never feel that sense of loneliness or emptiness. You just have so much faith that you're exactly where you need to be and you're at the right place at the right time.
0: Yeah. that's such a good way to put it. It's like, It's like taking, you know, say when you say when you paint something and you paint over it with color after color after color, and then it just starts to get kind of like gunky. It's just too much going on on there. And you have to, sometimes you have to scrape it all away and just start from the bottom or start from scratch. And sometimes that's a painful place to start. But when you are like, say like, like let go from a job or or somebody breaks up with you or something of that nature where it's kind of scraping everything off and starting over. But I kind of look at that as like a beautiful beginning. And by channeling that into that, you know, of course, feel feeling is great. And being aware of the emotions and being aware of like, truthfully, how you're feeling or dealing is is a very healthy place to, to be. But then to also remember that there is something out there waiting for you. There is something you will grow stronger because of the hardships that you go through. It, it's in the valleys that the growth is happening,
1: right? And letting go has to happen like at your own speed too. Oh. So I think of like when I lost my grandpa. Like I didn't want to let go for months and I was sad and I carried that into everything I knew there was no way to bring him back I knew that he was in a much better place and that he was in heaven probably dancing around having the time of his life because he was suffering so bad here on earth in his physical body so wherever he is in this next realm like I know he's in a better place but that didn't take my grief away and I still had to deal with that in my own in my own time and with my own timing um, so yeah those feelings that you feel can be miserable. I mean, like you said, mentioned, like the breakups, like I remember sitting in my bathtub bawling my eyes out when my boyfriend broke up with me for days. I would do the same thing seven days in a row, take a bath and cry the whole entire time. (laughs) And I'm laughing at this now because it's like hysterical to look back. But at the time, I literally like just like didn't know how it was going to go on. So Those feelings are real, and they're true, and they're deep, and they should not be ignored. And you should feel them, and let yourself take as much time as you need to grieve. So when I talk about vibration and energy and trying to raise it, so you can feel really good, don't be hard on yourself during those times to try to raise your vibration and like be like, well, if I feel sad, I'm manifesting all these bad things. That's just gonna create more anxiety. It's going to lower your vibration even more. You're just going to feel worse about yourself and go ahead and feel those things temporarily if you need to. I'm not saying I haven't thought about those things, but what I try to tell people is to do things that just make you feel a little bit better, a little microchip, a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. And that comes down to just getting yourself dressed in the morning for some people. Maybe it's brushing your teeth and just taking care of yourself for a moment. I mean, people that struggle with chronic illness and mental illness these little things can be huge accomplishments when they feel so low and so down. And so I know I'm talking about living this positive, expansive life, but start where you're at. And that's where you're going to make the biggest differences in your life and let go at your own speed. Cause this is your life. Nobody else's, nobody can tell you how to live it. Nobody can tell you how to feel tomorrow. Only you can do that. And so we all just need to give each other the grace to feel and understand that other people are maybe feeling those hard things and be compassionate towards them as well.
0: That is so well said. I think this is, um, this has been an amazing conversation.
1: Thank you. I have loved this.
0: (laughs) I could, I could talk to you for another hour on, we could go into grief. We could go into, you know, we could talk on so many topics and just covering, you know, stress and and being okay with who you are and where you're at and striving you know it's it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way so it's always that's like that was something a a pastor once said um that rhymed really well and stuck with me and it's when i get in those mindsets of you know i get in a stuck place and i've now created some habits that i go to i have a, a certain book that i I start to read when I get in a certain funk, or sometimes it's just simply getting out for a walk. But this, those like micro increments to, to when I know I'm falling into something to help get. But before you hit burnout or before you hit the lows, like you can kind of work with those skill sets, and that, that looks different for everybody. Some, you know, sometimes it's talking it out with a counselor. Sometimes it's grabbing a glass of wine with a good friend. Sometimes it's upping your vitamin D intake if you live in North
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we could get into like the medical reasons why people feel the way that they feel too. Like, a lot of, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that, especially with the Mm -hmm. foods we eat and different things that I've studied in. I have an Ayurveda like yoga background. So I've learned a lot about that and diets too. But um, Mm -hmm. what you just said, I think it can be applied in yoga, wrapping this all all around again. (laughs) But like, I just think of like the people that are hard on themselves and trying to like overcome things on their mat sometimes. And like, you know what? I can go into a full expression of tree pose by bringing my ankle to my hip crease, you know, and hold nice and strong. But some days I just want to keep my foot planted on the floor by my ankle and just be. And just be there and not let that ego tell me that I need to go farther and into the fullest expression. I can just allow myself to be there and to feel. So it's not necessarily going at um, your full capacity all the time. That'll create burnout. Sometimes you just need time to just be or go on that walk instead of maybe a run or mm-hmm. um, just sitting in your bed and breathing before you go to bed at night, meditating, praying all those little things just they add up and they can make you feel so much better. Um, no matter what you're going through, but yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Like I said, I could talk uh, forever and forever, but I just really appreciate this hour with you Kayla and being able to, um, express my love for yoga and, um, express my love for people and appreciation you made me realize through this whole podcast why I do what I do again and I really needed that um today to hear that again because I really do love this practice and helping others and hearing your experiences and what's worked for you like obviously inspires me to to keep going to keep learning to keep growing
0: that's amazing. I thank you so much for this. That was the great last words for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. And I'd love to connect the audience with you. Where can they find you on socials, online?
1: Yeah. So I am considered Allison G. Fargo's Yogi on Facebook. So that's my Facebook page handle. On Instagram, it's at Getagrip, or you can search Allison G. Fargo's Yogi. It'll come up as well. And then if you're interested in taking a yoga class, you can find me downtown Fargo at Flyer Fitness Revolution and Balance Chiropractic in West Fargo. I post all of my class times because I do um, a lot of classes for nonprofits and charity on my Facebook page. So you can go ahead and find all of the classes that I'm teaching on a week-to-week basis on my Facebook page. That's probably the best way to find me is Facebook, Alison G.
0: Fargo's Yogi. Awesome. Well, we'll link you up in the show notes as well. This has been a great hour. Thank you, Allison, for joining me.
1: Thank you so much, Kayla. I appreciate it a
0: lot. I've had a blast. And thank you guys so much for tuning into The Wow Factor, where we bring in great people to help you live well and be well. We will see you guys next week. You guys take care.